0: Go with me and get rich, pop one off. Then she fly through the six, keep a real nigga, and she fuck with the bitch. Six in the morning, and we still talking shit. Shit, drink a molly, or some weed, pop bubble. Push it down to her witty, pop bubble gum, push it down to her witty, pop pop bubble gum,
1: push it down to her witty. Hey, you got it, drop Ferrari. Hey, you got it, hose, minage. Hey, you got it, whoa, you wild, to fucking things. going on, y'all? This is Fire Leader Podcast. We're gonna get to a couple things. One thing is the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I, I just gotta be the doing the double doink. Shout out to Cody Cody Parky. He got blocked. He came back. Trevon Hester did block Cody Parky. Cody Parky was an Eagle, man. He was an Eagle. He was doing good too, you know. And then you know things turned out different, you know. Now we're two two probably the best kickers that Eagles have had in history. We don't even talk about that, do we? We ain't talking about the fact that the Eagles have. Cameron Johnston, I mean, I've seen Jeff Fegels, I've seen he knew Donnie Jones was a good one. Sean Lendetta. You know, he had some punters that, you know, Fegels was the best one out of all them guys to me. Jeff Fegels, around the Buddy Ryan time, was the best one out of all them guys to me, but you know, I just think Jay Elliott just because he got their ring <laughs> and then he was important last year. He was more important than, you know, a lot a lot last year, you know. So, I mean, you got guys like Alshon, Jeffrey, Toy Smith. And like I always say, I just feel like we moved too fast on separating that team. It was a really <laughs> special unit. I think Blunt should be back. Why don't we bring him back next year? Let's just go get him. You know, draft somebody and go get him. Let's just stop playing and go get some of our brothers back. But they play the Saints. And, of course, uh, the Saints are dangerous. As anybody, I picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. And that's my pick. So the Eagles beat the Saints. They're my replacement for the Super Bowl. That's just it, man. I mean, say what you want. Say what you please. Feel you can say. But in all actuality, that's it. I feel like the Eagles, um, they're right there, man. Eagles is right there. To be even more positive on this, the Eagles are fighting so hard. And this is a game. This is a real, this is the game you look for. It's one of those games I really wanted because we got Smashed. Smash and right now nobody's looking at the Eagles to beat the Saints at 13 and 3. Same record we had last year, but this is a different Eagle team right now, just in this factor. It's a different Eagle team. The best front seven by pro football focus. You know, they do a great job. And I believe it. I mean, Nada's there, Bennett's there. Graham is there. Everybody's healthy. Long is there. It's got Chevron Hester. Look what he's doing. The sky's just once again. The scouting. It's just the, the, the players that the Eagles get that you forget about. Drew Brees is gonna be the guy we gotta get at him. The one team we didn't get to play. Besides, we played Minnesota, right? Last year. Elite team. We beat the Rams. Like the last couple of years, it's been like four elite teams. Minnesota was one, and now they wasn't that good this year. I mean, just, you know, chemistry got to get there. That coaching staff has to make that work. Too much money in Minnesota made things. They got to make that work. Get them soothed in, get Dillian, in. And, and um, you know, I think they missed Keenum. Keenum was the guy. He, what, what? That was just stupid. just broke up chemistry. Really kept both their quarterbacks. It's, it's hard to even keep two. Two, and they did. So, now it's the Saints. You look at the the New Orleans Saints, you look at Drew Brees, he's, to me, better than Tom Brady. Say what you want. Drew Brees has been too dynamic. I don't care what nobody says, whatever you want to say. You give Drew Brees the same coach. Belichick is a genius, super genius. Michael Thomas, Kamara. Demario Davis, Chris Banjo, those are your leaders. Demario Davis, 110 tackles, lead the team. Michael Thomas has been crazy. Kamara can do it all. Mark Ingram, right there, 4.6, 4.7 yards per rush. They have to contain those two. They have to, no doubt. Michael Thomas, 125 receptions. He's, him and Alshon, I mean, listen, I really believe that Alshon Jeffrey hasn't had his best yet. And soon, it's going to happen. He's just there. He's happy with the team. He has a Super Bowl ring. He's happy. He's home. Now you're going to see the elite level of receiver out of Alshon Jeffrey. And the thing is that right now, the Eagles are just kicking up. They're just getting to that point. And what you're going to look at with these boys is that they dogs. Jeffrey, Ertz, Tate, now they're hungry. They're playing at an elite level. Nelson Aguilar. Um, don't forget about Jordan Matthews. And then they still – they've been talking about Mike Wallace. That is a unbelievably dangerous. Plus, you got Dallas Goder. All right? Then you forget about Richard Rodgers. Everybody well, – what? Richard Rodgers Ryder, Richard had eight touchdowns. He can catch an important catch and be productive. two—get you, two, you two big catches. Well, if he gets two catches for 10 yards, both of them 10 yards, two catches for 20 yards, he can do that. Talking about guys, these are weapons, targets, guys you could throw to. Everybody ain't going to catch for 100 yards, but they can be productive. can affect the game. If this man's kept, caught eight touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers, you know, you got two important elite quarterbacks on one team. It's a dangerous receiving call. All right. Um, Shaquan Smith, Benjamin Watson, Keith Kirkwood, another guy, Ted Ginn, Jr., even Mark Ingram was catching passes. Charles Hill, the tight end. Everybody's trying to be involved here, so everybody – this is what I'm talking about. But the guys you look at is Thomas and Kamara. I hurt you more than anything. Forget everybody else. I, say what you want. Benjamin Watson, he's pretty good. He's a guy that can catch the ball. But those two guys in open in – you have to contain them. Everybody else can be hit. You can see what our cornerbacks are doing. Corvon LeBlanc. Or Saul Douglas. Coming in, growing like men before everybody's eyes. Avante Maddox. These guys are making plays. Making plays out there. Corey Graham and and Malcolm Jenkins are not being talked about enough about how important they are being as Philadelphia Eagles at the safety position. Important. Making important plays. Ever since Wentz went down, I mean, Graham has been a great replacement. That's why he came back now. They make the smart decisions. Even this for a year, he was making smart signings, smart decisions that got him dead right here in the playoffs. Everybody, they're not going to make it. And they want a playoff game. It it just it's a video on YouTube, ski mask way, it off your hype video. It's a new dog mask, ski mask. They coming even more bold now. Y'all want to down the Eagles? It, all it, stop doing it. All it does is rev the Eagles up. Y'all, the, the the teams like the Saints are like, why y'all gotta keep talking about these guys? All y'all do is make them mad. Keep talking about the Eagles. They gonna win the Super Bowl. If they beat the Saints, prepare for just doomsday for everybody. only thing I'm really waiting for on the Eagles is a running back. I mean, I like Smallwood and how tough he's playing. He's really being a surprise. I mean, Smallwood has caught the ball out the backfield, running the ball. He's playing really good. Just want to watch what he does. I'm real interested to see how they imp- implement the, the running game. They're, they're putting sproles. He's getting more and more comfortable with the offense, letting him run. I would like to see him in more catch situations in space because he would be hard to stop. Even Sean Payton knows that. That's going to be interesting to see Darren Sproles and Jenkins against their old team in the playoffs. People are looking at the Saints as Super Bowl. No. If the Saints get beat, and which they can, I'm really looking at what Josh Adams, Josh Adams, I'm really looking at this running game could surprise the more they go into the playoffs. I just think they're getting more and more comfortable. Smallwood, Sproles, and Adams, and then we're looking at Corey Clement. He's still not back. Once he comes in, he's one, two back regardless. They'll put Smallwood back a little bit, but they'll run all four of them because all four of them are being productive. Why not put them all on the field? If they're doing something, rotate these backs, put them in there, let them play. I think Josh Adams and Clement are your more productive one-two punch, period. Like, I know was doing this thing, but Clement is just that guy. He, he really is. Him and I think Adams is just another power guy. You just keep on running, keep on running. This line, offensive line, this is big. I mean, it's a good defense in the same. You have to get better and better like he did in the playoff last year as the season goes on. Last year, they had a buyer, a first-round bye. This is different. Now they're climbing from three games. It's going to be a little different. Just, I mean, Peterson already is impressive as a head coach, period, to get them here. Peterson is one of the elite coaches in football, what he did, period, period. I mean, I could see this happening. If they, well, I'm looking at all the teams. They took care of the Rams. they took care of the Texans, two teams good on both sides of the ball, right? Now, if you look on the other side, you got the Patriots, who are not as the Patriots were this year. So, both teams are equal, even in that mark. The Patriots whatever, record, whatever. Okay, then nobody went through, none of these teams went through more injuries than the Eagles did. So, yeah, we went through some ups and downs and bruises, you know. And now the Eagles are at that chemistry point at the end of the season. I think people are forgetting just how good this Super Bowl team was. There's been a lot of disrespect going on. All right. A lot of disrespect going on. I just think it's it's crazy that people forget just how good that team was. I think the Eagles can take another Super Bowl. Listen, Sunday is going down. And if, if, we're, if we're back here, we're going to have a Philadelphia Eagle radio. And we're back here on Fowler Leader. And we're talking about these Eagles winning. You're going to hear me talk about the Super Bowl and why. And I'm looking over at the AFC, and I'm like, okay, uh, Chiefs, okay, offense. This, and the, the Eagles defense is playing just as good as anybody in this playoff. Even though the, sometimes the, the secondary makes some mistakes. Costly big plays are made. But they're just coming together in the playoff. As the playoff goes along now, you're looking at tape and film, and they're going into the Saints, and they want to stop the big play. It is going to be something to see this knockdown, drag-out fight. All right, this is the Super Bowl right here. Talk about, I'm not impressed with nobody in the AFC. Nobody. Kareem Hunt is not with Kansas City. I'm not really scared of them like that. I'm not at all. Not at all. They don't even have the the defense is scared nobody. The Texans are gone. All right? So, the Patriots, don't scare me at all, okay? So, I just want to see realistically who's going to beat the Eagles after this. You talk about the Rams all you want. Eagles have already cleared house with that team. They're thinking that the Cowboys, whoever steps in line, this is a whole different team than what from the Cowboys that played this team. Super close. Peterson is not going to let that happen again. This is the Eagles could very well. Make this Super Bowl run and don't come here and say, Oh, Carson Wentz is not the- you crazy. He was hurt. You you cannot say he ain't prove himself. Just because Carson got hurt at the end of the season again. They're saving their future. So when we come back, man, I wanna um talk about um you know, more about the Phillies. I'm, I'm going to get into the Phillies. I was really getting into a, a lot about um, the Saints, you know, um we'll talk more about some defensive guys we have to worry about for the Saints. Talk about that. And we'll talk about um, – we'll talk more in depth about where the Flyers at, and, and also the Sixes, and where, you, where we could feel it who's going for the, for the for the draft. It's going to be a lot of that. So, when we come back on File Leader, we'll get more and more into that and, and and also talk about the dynasties, why Penn State's going to be good. We'll get back, man. We'll get back to that, man, when we come back here on File Leader. Where you going, I'm going to know for real.
0: I pull a forward and fill. You already know what it is. I keep a pole in the wheel. cause a lot of these niggas out here in me. It ain't no horn and clear. None of my dogs I fuck with, Tennessee. I don't need to sure no sympathy. Sippin' on here to see, got me been a sideway Everything yeah, on me drippin', you niggas can't ride right with. They run around with them shoes. nigga come spit and drink. Gotta earn my stripes, now I'm tryna go get me some real rain through my third eye, cause I got a ton of vision. Had to open my mind, then I opened the pen, Like you gotta sell your soul for you to pay attention Fuck all that plan, now I'm grown, I put my heart in it I had to get down with that crone, and show them niggas I'm serious And it's like every song I'm on, I be calling my spirits I put my hero on rock, I put my scotto on rock
1: one from one say, Oh shoot at a OD, shoot at a cop, shoot at the police, shoot at the top. I made a million on socks. Free all my niggas who stuck in the box. Lot of them watching the clock. Lot of fighting with locks. Fighting yeah. With Just call that black color my spirit, man. i am show sure all the young artists. Everybody out there love, man. This um I got um, I'm always mixing it up, but I've been getting into a lot of like you know, you, you hear a lot of my um, breaks be on some lot of young music. Just trying to get everybody love, man. But listen, I want to talk a little more about the Phillies and what's going on. Listen, it's Mikado Harper. It's knocked down. Listen, David Roberts was a great signing. This team's going to be in the playoffs next year, period. Um, what happened with the farm system it was big. So I'm looking at Sixto Sanchez as the man. Medina, them two guys, just look out for them. Those are the two guys where you're thinking more like, yeah, you know. I think you think more on the lines of who can go in and who can be there. Now, let me go back real quick. I'm sorry, y'all. I, listen, the defensive team of the Saints, um, it's an elite team. It's an elite team. I wanted to say more about that because, you know, Philly is also going to have to get better on the defensive side, of the offensive side of the ball against the Saints. They got a lot of good players on this team that are going to be hard to, to deal with. So, no doubt about it, no question. As you watch both sides of the ball. Now, all right, back to the Phillies real quick. I mean, because I want to really get a lot of stuff knocked out in this time frame. You know, for all my fans, for and um, a lot of different parts of the um, PA or or, or, or sports. I got a lot to say. Now, Harper, people are saying that the Nets are trying to pursue Harper real hard. They got the money to do it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Everybody's still saying Harper. I just got to see if it does. Okay, I hear all this stuff. I go and I look into the reports. Nothing is saying that Harper is interested solely. They said the Nets are going to pursue him hard. Now, Mikado, Phillies at Mikado. You know, what I think is going on. I think the Phillies know they got Harper and they're going after Mikado now, and they're just waiting for the. You know, it's just something too. Listen, you'll hear a lot of stuff about all off all all season long. You heard about Harper and the Phillies. You hear all off season long about Harper and the Phillies. Then all of a sudden, you hear about Mikado, and then you hear about Mikado Yankees this and that. Now the Yankees ain't interested in Mikado. Now it's no interest factor. Now it's like the Phillies are wide open. Whoever has the checkbook, it's the White Sox for Mikado. Now it's for Harper, it's the Nationals and the Phillies. See, that's it now. Like everything's cut in half. White Sox turned up the juice for Mikado. But the Phillies can really go after him because Mikado and Harper, they said Harper, I wouldn't doubt that Harper likes the Yankees and all this. Everybody likes the Yankees. But, it's been too much of a talk of Harper and the Phillies. Not saying Harper don't like the Yankees or, or you know what I mean, would like to play for them, but I think that the Phillies have always had Harper. It's just been an a, a unwritten, like, he's always had him. Now they're going to try to get Mikado and then Harper. I think they just want to go ahead and go ahead. They've already had a meeting with Harper. You've heard nothing to the fact at all. You just heard that now the Nationals are trying to re-up. Until they see. Listen, they even know what they're themselves. The Nationals have to know that the Phillies are very close to getting – um uh bryce harper because now is the one time that the owner was like the one guy was like the part of the uh, nationals organization was like i don't think we're going to get harper we've already offered the money and he has he doesn't seem interested so we're not now i think that they're, they're turning up the juice on some it's some they're pursuing them because now they see it because now they're going to have to face harper a lot of times, <laughs> you know so and Mikado, I think Philly wants to go ahead and say, listen, we're getting we're getting Harper, Mikado. Come on, let's go. Let's get this World Series. You know, I think that's what's going on right now. So because for them to have a meeting with Harper, then you hear nothing. Then you hear the Nationals are trying to go after them, but you don't hear nothing that Harper is saying towards the nationals. But all of a sudden they switch back to Mikado after the meeting with Harper. Just pay attention for a minute. But you know, that's just my speculation. Hey, it's just what it looked like. But okay, um, the Phillies, I'm saying Sixto Sanchez will be up and possibly soon. Mickey Moniak, and what I think will happen, Mike Trout. Yeah, they can get Mike Trout, man. That's a lot of money, but it's not like saying that the Phillies won't unload. Who wouldn't they unload right now to bring in Trout? You don't think something like that could happen? Yes, of course it could. They can unload some guys right now. You got listen. You can tear into your starting uh, starting pitching for Trout. You got Sixto Sanchez and Medina, two quality guys. Nobody else is making Ari, – Arietta's making money. Robertson can be gone soon. Boom. You can tear into your farm system and into your bullpen and get you a lower cost and closer and get Arietta out of there and get Robertson out of there and Herrera out of there. You can definitely get Trout as a Philly. There's just no way in the world – you're going to tell me that you can't make Trout Philly. You can. Phillies have bukoos of money. They can make it happen. Imagine a Trout-Harper-Maniac outfield. I think that's going to be the outfield. I think that could virtually happen. Nick Williams is right there. It's another guy who, but I think it it could really happen if Nick Williams turns into the guy they think they can go, they got guys like Hazley and Maniac all in the all out there. Like you let Nick Williams go on a trade or something, and then you know you got they got two elite outfielders, not to mention they got Ortiz, who's gonna develop. I mean, they got some good outfielders right now. So just 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 um, to pay attention to what the Phillies are doing. They have a plan, they have a master plan going on. Next year, people are going to love the Phillies. They're trying to bring Mercado. Listen, this is going to be – watch how this goes down. I'm not sure. I'm not predicting it will, but it looks like that. It looks like that the Phillies have Harper, and they're going for Mercado to, and letting them know, look, that's what's happened before. It's happened with free agents. It's done it in different sports. After the meeting, all of a sudden with Harper, now they're going after Mercado. You look at the report, they're saying the Nationals are going after Harper. But that's not even. I mean, that's, you, know, you read into that, and it's not saying that Harper's saying that he's interested, or uh, he wants to go, or uh, he's uh, wanting to go back with the Nationals. There's no report of that. It's that the Nationals are pursuing hard now. Execs are thinking that the Nationals are going to Harper. I mean, the execs was thinking a lot about where Harper was going, and that hasn't happened. But what has happened is that the momentum that they were talking about before. It's just a lot of juggling going on. Lot of juggling. Um the Sixers to clarify and like kind of you know put that into something big, a little bit of the Sixers right now are um just a a team developing. Landry Shaman, eight threes. I mean he's He's developing into his own more and more. He should be in the a, in a three-point contest. If Jaya Smith was healthy, he would have been in slam dunk. They had two guys, like, and the Sixers have their shooters. I think a lot of people are talking and talking just because they got to have something to talk about. They're right and wrong. But they're right, but they're wrong. They're just not – they're right, and they're not looking. How about that? The Sixers don't need shooters. They have shooters. So, you know, but I think they don't see it. People, look what Landry Shaman has been doing all year. Look what J.J. Redick and and then Furkan Korkmaz. Those are your three shooters right there, your three deadly shooters right there. Korkmaz is 6'7", can shoot that ball. He's been replacing Redick last couple of games, scoring 16 a game, 16 in both games, shooting from the outside. I mean, those are three dead shooters that need to get involved more with the team. And there's other guys like Bolden and Butler. They're not great, but they can shoot them. They just want to get their chemistry, you know, back. Shake Milton looks good out there, man. He's coming out there being a factor. Six-five point guard was a beast for SMU. Now he's here. Jonathan Bowden is here. That G League developing has helped them develop a bench. And the more they play, the more chemistry they get. They just got to keep on playing, you know. And, of course, they're going to look on the waiver wire to see what, what's going on, what's cracking. and You might have to send some people down to the G League. Just to bring in some vets. I think Carmelo's coming. I just think Carmelo's, it's just only a matter of time before Carmelo is released and he becomes a sixer. I just think that he's coming to Philly. Yeah, Butler's situation, get out of here. He's being competitive, he's talking with his coach. It is what it is. Nothing's going to be peaches and cream. But it's never, but everything doesn't have to be a problem. Something has to be a dispute, you know, two people having disagreement. So many media talks, the Sixers are together more than ever. They are here figuring it out. They're, they, they're eager, they're hungry, and they they want to be better than what they are. So that's just what it is. And that team is good. They're going to be something to deal with in the playoffs. The the, the Sixers are there. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going their way. They're going to win. They're going to lose some, but they're going to win. Um. Looking at, um, I, I was thinking just to fast forward a little bit more into what where I think the Sixers what would they draft, and um, I want to be a little bit more clear on the draft. Let's let's talk, let's think about NBA draft room and where the Sixers are at this point, and um and what they are doing. You look at the twenty nineteen draft. And we have to get to more of where it's at right now. And um, the Sixers are a team that right now will finish 24th. And supposedly, Romeo Langford could fall to that point. Now, that's crazy. Tyler Hero, an, I mean, we're talking about shooters. I, I like those two shooters and um, what they could bring to the table. Tyler Hero just looks like a good dead ball shooter. Quentin Grimes is down here. I mean, he's a point guard, 6'5", could play the two-guard position. He's a guy that can shoot that rock, too. It's interesting to see a lot of guys here around Philadelphia. Chris Wilkes is a guy you're talking about trading up for. It's a great guy to trade up for. John T. Porter. Think about John T. Porter. I mean, where could – I mean, you think about so many players and where they could get – you know, certain players from. I just think, uh, those are guys. Lucas Samaniak, he can shoot that rock at 6'10. These are guys that can help. You don't need none of these guys to be stars. And I'm telling everybody now, these are guys that can help. Lucas Samaniak can shoot the rock. He could be a very good player with them. Quentin Grimes, what you going to do? Put them, I think it's a lot, a lot of guards. With Markel Fultz and, um, Shake Milton, I think it's time to fall back a little bit from guards unless you're going to – I don't know if they're going to actually go in that. But Tyler – but they could. Tyler Hero is 6'6". You can put him at the three position anytime. Romeo Langford, 6'6". These are guys – if you can get these two guys – now this is two different type of players. Langford and Hero – and Grimes is good, but I just think Langford and Hero are better suited for the system of Philly. Than a Quentin Grimes, I think Hero can shoot. He can light it up. He's he can drive. He's a scorer. You need a scorer, and Romeo Langford's another one. Uh, Semi Solar too is a good power forward, athlete. Tay Porter can shoot from the three. He can post you up. He can drive on you. He can do a lot with the basketball. He's a super athlete, and I just think that um, it's a guy that Philadelphia. Could definitely think about getting Jonte Porter. Um, see how healthy he is and put him in there. There's a lot of good players in this draft. Particularly if you look at guys like uh, Hachimara, ja job Mori. I mean, there's some good, good, good players, man. I mean, seriously, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, and I see a little still some good, good players in this draft for the Sixers. Uh, the hockey, hockey. Um, like I said, we went through hockey, we went through the Phillies. I was thinking hockey right now, it's just um, everything is patient. We need to come, they're good players on this team. The only way you can go up is is um, looking at. Um, free agency. Free agency's big for looking at, I think that's looking at free agency. And then if you look at it again, um, bring people in. So there's some veterans. They got great young prospects. You got JVR and Simmons and Verichick. You don't have, they just bring a coach in, let these guys play. You know, with jerome and then you got Nolan Patrick and you know you got Travis Konechny and then you got um, um, Robert Hag, you got Ghost, you got Ivan Pro, I mean, you got good players. Just get a good coach in there, period. Start from scratch. You got Carter Hart. Carter Hart should come in as your goalie then next season. As your goalie. You know, I feel like this season should be over. It's been too much of a mix up. It's not fair to the young guys, young prospects. They're playing hard and they haven't learned to play together because of the shakeup. So it's crazy. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about Penn State and where they go and why I feel like now we want to talk. This is the last. One of the last segments I'm going to get into. Penn State Clemson. Uh, we're going to talk about some college football. All right. We're going to talk about some Colin Gillespie and Marcus Zigorowski. Okay. We're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about a lot when we come back here on Follow Leader, y'all. Follow the Leader. m M&M and Fall, y'all check that joint out Mm Legendary Alright, listen, we're back here and I want to talk about Penn State and Clemson Okay, let's get into it Um, Other Other, other programs, I can talk about other programs I can go on and on about uh, Other programs, man, Penn State And let's talk about um, This is a couple of things Penn State is going to be Exciting next year and I, I, I seriously, you know, really um, hope people. I mean, I know Clemson's been good, and you know, two out last three. That's big. It's like blowing well, over two out last three in basketball, but in, in football, it's a little bit more crowded in talent terms, man. It's not many one and done separating a lot of teams out. It's not a lot of um, teams. Like, Villanova just lost four pros. It gets like that because people can leave when they feel. You know, college will never be like that. It's just too too many talented teams. Too many teams stacked talent going on. Trevor Lawrence is coming back next year. He's going to be a beast. He's going to do some great things. But if I have to really think, Penn State has been doing great recruiting. Now, Tommy Stevens is the type of quarterback that can really, really make things happen with his feet, with an arm. He's taller. He's stronger. I mean, he has to be stronger to play. They made a position totally up for him. This is how good. Franklin and them can't wait to get this guy on the field, to get him playing football. He is the quarterback coming in. They did not want him to transfer He's going to have a spectacular season. He could have a husband. I said that about Sanders, you know, Sanders showed y'all. just like I told y'all about Sanders showed y'all. It was about with Steven's ability to be to run and throw the ball and the way he throws the ball, I, this is going to be a good team. You come back with the, Johan Dyson and Hamler, I, going to be ready to get reps and be and coming in. There. Then you got uh, Jawan Johnson and Brandon Pope with Justin Shorter. is going to get some time. I'm looking at all these receivers and all these guys. I think Justin Shorter shoots above the chart of all of them. Even KJ Hamlin has proved too much not to be a weapon. But next, I think Justin Shorter, period. Over anybody from Jawan Johnson to what's going on, I just think that Justin Shorter becomes a guy that can just really take over some reps. I mean, they have a dangerous amount of talent at receiver. Just yeah, I just named you guys five. There's other guys that get time, like hit Matt Hype and Hammer, um, Daniel George, Cameron Sullivan, Brandon. Guys can ball out every season, but honestly, if you look at KJ Hamler, what he's doing, he's going to get the ball a lot. He's going to open up the offense, tear the top of the offense. But you look at jo- Johan Dotson, he's going to get the ball. They like him, period. But Justin Shorter could very well come in next season. And take the time from everybody more than anything. He's just too good. And, and I'm calling it. I'm not calling it immediately, but soon, sometime during the season, Justin Shorter will be the best receiver on the field. Jawan Johnson to get his touches, but you had your time. Last year, we should have been seeing a, a, a more of a breakout Jawan Johnson. Completely disappointing. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jawan Johnson and Justin Shorter and, and, and Jawan Johnson break out. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Brandon Polk is always going to be poking around there, catching the ball, being explosive. I would like to see a shorter Johnson combination team. I would like to see those two. I mean, Jawan Johnson is still a super talented receiver, man. I, I'm just That's my boy. Man, I love this dude as a receiver. And I want to see both of these guys coming in with K.J. Hamler. Then you got Johan Dodson. Like, these dudes can all be explosive. And these dudes can all be receivers for Penn State. I'm talking about lead receivers. Now, Clemson, I know everybody talking about Clemson, but Clemson is not the. He's not. Clemson is not that type of team. Clemson is. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I guess I mean. I'm I mean, let me let me clear this up because it's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. Clemson is not an elite team. No. Y'all are really disrespecting all the teams like Georgia and Ohio State and I, I mean Alabama's going. Alabama got the ass handed to them. That's that definitely happened. So. It's just like these teams are just not, you know, Alabama now is, has their match. They are the Bama killers. But don't think there's not anybody close to getting Alabama. Seriously, man. I'm, Penn State wasn't close last year, but there are teams that are coming into the next year that will be way better and more competitive. It can mess with Alabama next year. Georgia? Penn State, Ohio State are the three teams I'm looking at. There's other teams out there also, no doubt. Somebody I'm missing, but what I'm looking at, Ohio State bringing in Justin Fields. And he's trying to get that year. He's trying to come in. Like, listen, everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence, but Justin Fields is the number one player in the nation. Some people had Trevor Lawrence, but the other guy was Justin Fields. That was the two battling, right? That Justin Fields should have been starting, for Georgia was crazy not to start Justin Fields. I, you see, Clemson knew what they was doing. They put Trevor Lawrence in there quick. Kelly Bryant was out of here transferring. They put him in there. Now Ohio State. I mean, that was just—it's just a kick in the face for Penn State, for them to get Justin Field. He decommitted from Penn State. He goes to Ohio State. Whew! But then again, I mean, like with Justin—Justin Justin Fields wasn't going to automatically start coming to Penn State. Because it was Tommy Stevenson. He was going to have to wait anyway. So it was just best. I mean, I guess it's all in the best, but he needs to be starting somewhere. And then Georgia with the running backs and the players they got and just the all-around team that they bring and possess on both sides of the ball, they're going to be elite. And then, listen, stop, stop, stop all that. This year, you can't compare this team to what – you know what Clemson has. No, but that Penn State team is so good and so deep, they're gonna evolve just like that next year. Just like that. Ricky Slade, um, Journey Brown, people talking about Journey Brown. I mean, I said one thing, one of the followers is like Journey Brown. How is he gonna be just as dangerous as a five-star? What do you mean? When a person is rated, it has nothing to do with how good they are compared to that person. That's whoever sees them and is able to judge them. These stars are given by a certain group of people. Journey Brown's a three star, but the things he did in high school warrant just how dangerous he is just a slave. He came right on Penn State, breaking track records. This guy's an elite speed demon. What he did where he was was just equivalent to what Slade did where he was. Look at the numbers. So Journey Brown is going to get that time with Slade. Them two guys are definitely going to get time. You bring Devin Ford in this team. You bring Noah Kane. Now you talking about Clemson and all this, but these are these guys are going to develop. Next year, look to see Tommy Stevens and Justin Shorter get some reps. The five-star Justin Shorter, Zach Koontz, with Pat Free and Johan Dodson, and KJ Amler. And not to mention, guys, like we, we forget about Jawan Johnson and Brandon Pope being there, the Vets being there. That's gonna be a very, very good. They're gonna have weapons all over the receiving field. Then the defense is gonna get better with Michael Parsons, PJ Mustafa, Jason Owe, Daniel Joseph, Ellison Jordan, Fred Hansen. Nanna Gibbons is going, oh yeah, here comes Fred. Fred and PJ. Them two are gonna battle for that position. That's gonna be good depth on their team. Kevin Gibbons went to the NFL. I got an interview coming up with Sharif Miller with um, NFL draft from I got an interview coming up. Five star corner of Cardell Thomas. Sharif Miller, yes, he declared from Philly, declared for the NFL draft Penn State. It's a relentless monster, I think. Like I said, third, fourth round pick. You look at um Cardell Thomas will also be a guy that I have five-star corner. Unbelievable athlete. I think he'll be a first-round pick in the future NFL committed to LSU. It's just a lot of uh, big things going on for uh, people like the Eagles. Now, look, this is big here. Miles Sanders could easily slip down to where the Eagles is at. I think if the Eagles see him, they should go for him. He's just an explosive running back. If the Eagles, I think you go for Miles Sanders. Get you a running back. We need another explosive weapon on the running side of the football. we want going to talk about this and that. Bring Jay Jahi back. Bring Josh. I mean, these guys all know Steely. Josh Adams, Corey Clement, draft Miles Sanders. You put Miles Sanders in there, let him be the running back. See Miles Sanders face Saquon Barkley twice a year. That'll be crazy. That'll be crazy. But yeah, he, and he's from PA. Dude is good. He's the number one runner. Listen, he's good. He is good. He's a workhorse too. You can give him the ball and things can happen. You look at Jay Ajahi. I feel like he should come back. He was part of this Philadelphia team. He should come back. But then again, it could be something else. Like, is Philadelphia Eagles going after Le'Veon Bell? Is that happening right now? Seriously, is that happening? Is that happening? I mean, it, it's going to be something to see. It's going to be a running back, something added, something signed to the running back. I'm looking at Le'Veon Bell or my a or, or drafted running back. Things are definitely going to be different at running back, or, or they're going to add. It could be Jay Ajahi and, and Corey Clement, two guys from the Super Bowl. Do I think the Eagles will still go for Jay Ajahi or they won't? I mean, you just never know. If they don't sign Brandon Graham, every everybody can be not signed. So that's what I'm thinking. Brandon Graham doesn't get re-signed, and everybody's in danger. <laughs> Colin Gillespie and Marcus Z- Zigerowski. Why? Why do I talk about them? Okay, I have to get a little bit more in depth with that one, all right? And rightfully so. Listen. Kyler Gillespie was the second interview I ever had. Okay. Kyle Gillespie is a beast, tough guy. And uh Marcus Zigorowski, who is Michael Carter Williams' younger brother, is um was I had an interview with him on my Facebook blog. You can go look at it, put Lita Johnson and Marcus Ziggorowski in. Um you'll find that on Lita Johnson. if you go on Facebook. You will find it. You will definitely find it. No doubt about it. If you want to know how to spell his name, it's Z-E-J... His, it's Marcus. M-A-R-C-U-S. Zigarowski Z-E-G-A-R-O-W-S-K-I for those who want to look up this guy. He is playing for Creighton right now. Was a, a four-star combo guard, 61-165, play, play the point. He's number fourth in Massachusetts, 11th combo guard in the nation, 110th prospect in the 2018 class. He brings a lot to the table for Craig. He brings a lot to the table. He's shooting good. He's um doing everything, immediate impact. And then you look at Kyle Gillespie. who I feel like should have been a four-star. I mean, come on, man. What does he have to do to get that? What does he have to do to get a four-star? But, hey, he didn't get that. But you look at, he was number nine in PA, the 38th-ranked point guard, 200th-ranked player. I mean, Colin Gillespie was the real deal out of Art Bishop Wood. The real deal. You, why I come to these two guys who was C62180, Another one 6'1", 6'2", is because these two guys are two tough, tough guards, all around guards. When these guys get in the game, look to see what these two guys do in the game. These are the impact guys in this game. I've always picked guys to do this and do that in the games. So Kyle Kylie Gillespie's a guy we to see really set the tone in this game. Um, because there's a lot of guards in this game that that um Creighton has. And so Gillespie gotta let him know, look, just guard you. This guy, you, and he's a champion. This is his game. It's his game. Um, another guy, okay, is Quinley. I'm always looking at these two and and, and, and uh, coming off the bench. What can he do to take the load off of Kyle? What can he do? Because Kyle's going to come, he's going to take the ring, he's going to need a breather. Or when it's Quinley, if they do a Quinley and Gillespie thing, is he going to allow Gillespie to be him? Or is Gillespie going to do more work? He needs the pressure taken off of him. To let him dominate, he can power these guards. And these guys are under a lot of these guys are sophomores. Like these are, they don't have any seniors or juniors. So now Gillespie was uh, one of the top players out of 2017. So any sophomores over there, listen, you, they know about Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie let people know, listen, this is spilling over. And I can't wait to see how they, and is going to be trying to, he's been impacting all year. He's A freshman hungry like Colin was last year. So he's going to be trying to show himself. So, yes, Colin and Marcus Zigaroski, the two guys look at in in the Villanova. I'm really going to be anxious to see what these guys are going to do in the game. You know? And in my opinion, Phil Booth is the best player in the Big East. He proved that against St. John. I mean, he kills it. That's it. All right, we're going to get out of here, man. Um,. I tell you what, it's been big, and it's been um, really something to see, honestly, as far as uh, this sports game and what's really going on. But I'm going to be totally honest that the one thing I want to roll out with is that it's going to be something to see what the the, the Sixers do next year. I want to talk about this, the free agency and what they expect to do and how they expect to win, you know, um, in free agency. They got Butler. And with Butler there and signing him first, because that's going to be their big priority. Once they sign Butler, then it's like bringing everybody else. Then Ben Simmons gets his contract. That's big three. The next year, Ben Simmons is getting his contract. That's big three, and that's it. All right, so it's going to be something big. So, listen, y'all, I'm out of here. Follow, Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Um, Twitter, follow me on Facebook. I mean, we everywhere. The leader movements everywhere. All my, all my leaders, y'all, on followers. All my followers, I call them my leaders. They, I love everybody that supports me. And uh, I'm out of here, y'all, until the next, next topic and next follow the podcast. Follow me, y'all. Rock, <laughs> I can't